0: It's time for your weekly hot mug of coffee talk with your host, Jonathan Harmon. Hey, good morning, everybody. This is Jonathan Harmon with the J Harmon Home Team, powered by Keller Williams, with my new friend Tanya Hobbs of the Kamari House. Uh, Taylor recommended this one as uh, she went to y'all's uh, Wines of the World right. event and said this is a really cool uh, organization and some really cool folks. And uh,
1: Thanks, Taylor.
0: Yeah, Taylor's Taylor's always helping us out, so she's awesome. And um, learned a little bit about uh, what you guys do uh, this morning. And uh, Jennifer Bass was going to mm-hmm. be here, but she is unfortunately under the weather.
1: Under the weather, yes. Under the yes. weather.
0: Tis the season. Mm-hmm. I, it is. I know my sinuses have been.
1: Yeah, being it's it's there's, there's this all this beautiful leafage also has a beautiful <laughs> dust. It does, Yeah, it has a downside. Yeah. Yeah,
0: for sure. But it is beautiful. I, I'll tell you, mm-hmm. y'all have a great little spot here mm-hmm. on uh, on uh, Walnut. North Spring Street. Spring Street. Walnut's over there. Yeah. Over there. Yeah. That's where I was for a closing yesterday. Got confused. Mm -hmm. But right across from um, um, Quinn's Mercantile, love that store. It's a cool – actually, I need to stop there and get some soap.
1: They are one of our favorite neighbors.
0: Yeah, I bet.
1: Yes.
0: Yeah. So they have have soap that has a a bad word in it. It's one of my favorite kinds of soap in the whole wide world. Awesome. But anyway, that's another story another day.
1: (laughs) Another coffee talk.
0: Another coffee talk. (laughs) So uh, tell me, Tanya, tell me a little bit about um, Kamari House. You know, just a real introduction. What do you guys do? Why do you
1: exist? Well, Kamari House, first and foremost, is an agency uh, that really um, looks after the needs of children. We sort of, we sort of have, took a need that children have and then worked backwards and sort of created a solution for it. And so okay. the, the, the first program that we started with uh, almost six years ago uh, in wow. December um, was uh, the supervised visitation issue. Um, there was another um, agency in town that had provided that service. It's a court-ordered service, so it's not something that people can forego. So kid gets
0: put in state's custody?
1: Or it's state custody or a family placement, you know, staying with grandma or Aunt Sally or even sometimes they're with one parent but the other parent has some issues that are of enough concern to the court that they place that parent here in our care while they're exercising their parenting time. So that program went away at another agency. Uh, Kamari House, well, myself and our, my co-founder Jeff Pooster and I were approached by a group of guardians ad litem, which are attorneys that are appointed to represent children in custody cases in the juvenile court system. Um, we were approached by that group to say, you know, we know you guys have some experience doing this. Could you start a program? Perv- I mean, these are court-ordered services. They, they, they can't. We can't just not have them. So, right. Um, so we really, my idea at the time, I was at, I was at Murfreesboro City Schools. I, uh, when Dr. Gilbert first took over as superintendent. Um, she hired me to start the social work program at Seed Schools. And so I was well engaged
0: <laughs> and oh, yeah. uh,
1: working pretty hard. And so I thought, well, you know, sure, we'll, we'll start a, I could supervise a couple visits or, you know, help you guys out until you figure something else out. Well, that was six years ago.
0: <laughs> and the rest is, <laughs> they it, figured it. it out.
1: They figured out that we could do it and that we needed to do it. And so, uh, so yeah, Kamari House came to be as a result of that need. Literally in the community that's so, going on, man.
0: So, take me through a scenario. Um, how, give me, you know, one or two things that would happen that, that somebody would end up using y'all services. Um,
1: absolutely. One of the most obvious things that there's some is that there's some child abuse in the family. Um, one or both of the parents may be what we call indicated um, by the Department of Children's services for, services for some type of abuse. And typically, this looks like neglect or, you know, something something that the parents almost can't help, you know, at not, that point. Not
0: necessarily uh, physical abuse right, or sexual right, abuse. Right, right, right.
1: I mean, occasionally we'll see those cases, but more often it's just, you know, the parents have been um, impacted by substance abuse or mental health or something like that, and they've had a lapse. The family's just had a lapse. Sure. Um, or we also get a lot of referrals from the, what we call the, you know, that that's in the juvenile court. Juvenile court handles things like abuse and those kinds of things. From the circuit courts, which is the family law court, um, we get a lot of referrals from situations that are just that just arise out of high conflict divorce and separation. Um, there may be allegations against one of the parents in context of a divorce, and sure. that has to get worked out in a completely different uh, setting in the in the circuit court setting. But in the meantime, so, in the meantime, in order to maintain that parental bond, which we know is so 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 important critical. for children's development across the lifespan. Um, recent science basically has confirmed what we sort of anecdotally and intuitively always knew as adults that if you, if you lost your parent or lost a relationship with your parent as a child, it was, it was a difficult or bad thing, you know, for the rest of your life. But now we really have science that sort of quantifies the fact that that has enormous repercussions. It's on a big children. deal. It's a huge deal. It's yeah. probably, and I mean, I, I teach human development as an adjunct um, at uh, MTSU. And, and I mean, I say this with all, without hyperbole, I think it's the most important thing. I think it's more important than diet. I think it's more important than having a, you know, a fancy home. I think if you have your parents, that is the most important thing for a child to have. Wow. Um, so we work really hard to ensure that no matter how much conflict and how much chaos is going on sort of out there, what we call outside our walls, um, that when that child is inside our walls, we are working Uh, very hard to ensure that we have a program that promotes that parental bond and allows that child to keep that parent rather than having to give them up because of something that's outside of their control. They have nothing to do with it. They have no choice in the matter Um, to have to lose a parent or or just lose contact with a parent. Imagine being six or seven years old and suddenly your dad is gone and you don't know where he is and everybody's mad at him or your mom is gone and all of these adult things are swirling around. And the natural thing you. is that,
0: you, that as a kid, you're gonna blame yourself. Absolutely, you, right? it's
1: got to, it's got to have something to do with you. And it impacts not only how children feel about that absent parent, it impacts the way they feel about themselves. For sure. So what we're trying to do is just preserve that bond while the court system works. And while these you know other agencies, CASA and the you know Child Advocacy Center and other agencies that are working, Department of Children's Services, they're out there working on those bigger issues we're here trying to maintain and keep hold that it.
0: little piece of that
1: little that connection, that golden thread back to that parent. to Keep that intact so that that bond is not broken.
0: So when you supervise a visit, what what does that look like? They they sit and do a craft together. They just sit and talk. Well,
1: ours is really more than just supervising the visits. For every hour um, that we can work out in the visit room, actually between the child and the parent, it's three to four collateral hours around that working with the court systems, working with attorneys, doing case histories. We do lots of intake work with the parents before the visits start, really trying to assess what the safety issues are, but at the same time, also getting to know that kid. You know, where is this child gonna be comfortable? How is this child gonna engage the best? So we're doing a lot of assessment work before that child ever hits our door to ensure that we understand the, the problems that the family's having, that we understand the child, and that we can create that safety. Um, and so there's lots of structure lots of rules do you turn scenarios. down
0: situations like do you have scenarios where you go uh,
1: yes courts
0: mm-hmm. are saying this but
1: courts are well we have a responsibility to the court the court entrusts us with these cases but we also have a responsibility to the courts to say if we get a case to say this is not going to work for us and here's what well, because
0: I mean morally you have a responsibility to that child absolutely right? To say right? I, I don't
1: one. I don't know that we can ensure this child's safety yeah. but, you know the parents not. You know, the parents not cooperating with us exactly. You know, we sense that there's something else going on here that we're not going to be able to control. Yeah. And and if we do, we will send that we'll send that case back to the courts and say that we can't that we can't do it.
0: Gotcha. Does that happen very
1: often? No. No. Um, Kamari House is the most structured type of supervised visitation that exists. No other program in Middle Tennessee um, has what we have here in Rutherford wow. County. Um, we do take referrals from surrounding counties but our priority and our main focus, our investment of resources is, is for kids that are here. A couple buildings down that exactly, way. Exactly. To our neighbors just <laughs> down the block. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah. I got gotcha. you. Okay.
0: Well, very cool. So, um, what, uh, I mean, I've been through the house a little bit. You've got multiple rooms in there. I mean, how it, it almost, and this is, this is just my ignorance. Okay. This is just my first view. Sure. It almost looks, um, daycare oh absolutely there. like the artwork and the toys and the yeah. so i mean how many visits are you having at a time we want is, it
1: we like? want it to look we from the kids perspective looks all like of this structure and all of what we call our grown-up work is invisible this just looks like a really fun cool place That's where beautiful. i get to come and be with my parent and magically none of the junk that has Plague doesn't. Yeah. Uh, suddenly nobody's asking me, uh, questions that make me nervous. Nobody's putting me in a difficult position. I'm just able to play, relax and be with my parents, draw
0: pictures and hang out, draw with pictures, mama. play
1: Xbox, shoot basketball outside. Um, so that's from a kid's perspective, exactly how we want it to look good. Behind the scenes, we have a staff of extremely highly trained folks, 13 of them who actually do the hands on rubber meets the road, uh, work in the room with that parent and that child when the visits are going on. Um, they are extremely skilled at enforcing rules, but at the same time being very nurturing and kind and respectful to uh, the children, and really just providing support. It feels more like support than you know rule uh, enforcement or something like that. They're not
0: sitting there with a clipboard yeah. taking notes on it. Well,
1: they do have clipboards and they do take notes, but. They are only as engaged as they need. What they are really trying to do is foster what's going on in the room. Yes, between the parent and the child. So they are the, you know, the children refer to them as helpers, you know, or as Miss Mary or as Miss Jackie. Um, They, again, just like daycare, they, they associate this with a very normal, you know, kind of scenario
0: so those the your your helpers mm-hmm. are they are they social workers are they psychologists are they what they are,
1: they are they are all of the above uh for the most part they are masters level folks nine out of the 13 are masters level folks the other four have bachelor's degrees and other uh, in the social sciences typically um uh, several of them are teachers who teach during the week and come and do this kind of work on the weekends. Um, several of them are social workers. That does tend to sort of be our flagship, uh, our flagship, uh, yeah, professional degree. Um, we also have some folks who work, who have criminal justice backgrounds, who work in probation and uh, parole and things like that, which is also appropriate for some of our, you know, for some for sure. of our families. So we have people with a varied background, varied approaches. So we have some monitors who are more appropriate for young parents, babies, you know, sort of sort of our coddlers, you know, our nurturers. Then we have some monitors who are really more appropriate for a person maybe who's been involved with domestic violence, has some manipulation issues and those kinds of things. We would pair them with a monitor who's more sort of safety-based. It makes sense. sense. Yeah. And but for the children, again, this all of that sort of fades into the background. They're really not aware of most of the structure that we are enforcing on a minute by minute basis during those visits. Right. That's that's really a testament to the skill level of this staff. That's they fantastic. are they are really amazing at making the children feel like this is just totally normal, but also sending the very clear signal to the parents that these rules are real. This is your safety plan. This is your <laughs> child's safety plan and we are not playing yeah we're not playing with you on that. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Oh that's fantastic.
0: And and you know, when we were talking earlier, you said you don't really have alumni of Kamari House <laughs> that that come back and 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 you know right. thank you necessarily, right? Because it's court ordered. It's court ordered. Um, it's not but at the same time because of the service and the level of the service that you provide, that parent still gets to maintain that connection with the kid. Absolutely. So not just for the kid's mental well being, I think that's a mm-hmm. big deal for the parent to be oh, dealing yes. with whatever they screwed up on. Yeah, and everybody makes mistakes. Right. And then for it to cost them six months, eight months, 10 months, two years, whatever. Right. With their, with their children.
1: Right. Right. And it's, this is not a huge amount of time that we're able to give them. It's usually a couple of hours every other week, but it's enough. Better than none. It's enough to keep that relationship intact. And what we do, what we do find um, is that we do have parents who see the value in, you know, our, our role here. And a lot of those are custodial parents who understand that without this, um, there, yeah, and, and this would be, and, and it, would, it would also, uh, there's sort of an air of chaos that is um, present in some of these families where the two parties cannot even email and communicate about where to pick up and drop off. I mean, right. we are in the middle of all that. We don't, they don't communicate. They never see each other here, the custodial and the visiting parties. So this just sort of, they sort of, the course, just sort of set us down in the middle of these highly chaotic situations as sort of a calmer. For all, all sides, once we sort of are introduced into the middle, this sort of calm, neutral you know, presence, it sort of calms the waters a little bit for everybody, puts some structure. Well, it gives an answer. Absolutely. You know, yes. I mean, for that parent that, that doesn't, that the non-custodial
0: parent, they look at that and they go, I mean, they're, they're desperate.
1: Yeah, and, this, and this is their path, right? Yeah. This is their path. And often the judge... Often judges, when they um, write us into their court orders, will say you're going to do three months at the Camari House, then you're going to go do this. So it it's they're laying out a path, stepping stone, basically basically sure. to get back to where you want to be. And we are typically the first the first hurdle, if you will, yeah. um, uh, down that path. But what we're trying to do really is to coach and to try to help these families heal, not only between the parents and the children, but also some of the heal some of the conflict that's going on um, with the adults. Because what we know about um, parental separation and divorce is it's not the divorce that traumatizes a kid. It's the exposure to the conflict between the parents. So the more chi- the more conflict that that child is exposed to, the more negative impact um, they're going to experience. That's so, interesting. So what we're trying not only to carve out this space for the actual visits, but we're also trying to introduce and model and help families conflict adopt resolution. yes some some better skills for putting this conflict to rest and moving on. Yeah. What you see among these families, and we've dealt with hundreds of these families over the years. We have twenty five to thirty at a time. Wow. Um, so you can imagine twenty five to thirty tornadoes of conflict going on at any at any one moment. What we see is that what causes that conflict to deepen and to sort of get Stuck, you know, almost like a storm that won't move on. Is this inability to get past it? The adults, right. um, they they want to hang on to resentments, and you know, and is that a selfish thing? Is that a is
0: that a you wronged me and I'm going to make sure you're wronged? I think too? it.
1: I think it. It. it uh, I think it comes from some relationships. You know, when you some look at some it idea it. of justice. Yes. Well, I'm fighting for this just. Each side thinks they're right and that they're fighting for what's right. And what you don't realize is that you're you're uh, you're basically, uh, and I've told this to parents, you're living out the movie Groundhog Day yeah. every single day. You're getting up and doing and the exact same thing again. And quite frankly, why did you even end your relationship if you're going to continue to if you're going to continue to relive it every single day? You guys should have stayed together. Right. I
0: mean, well, uh, oh, and the reality is, in 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 a lot of scenarios, and I wouldn't even necessarily say most, but in a lot of scenarios, there's when you really cook it down, there's not a very clear wrongdoer.
1: Oh, right. That's always based on perspective.
0: Yeah. Always. And, and I mean, sometimes there is right. Criminal right. activity, right. things like that, right. obviously, but, but in, you know, in, in your, I guess, typical divorce, even one where it's something where somebody, you know, did something, you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Um, it's not always cut and dry.
1: No, it's not. And certainly, I think one of the biggest one of the things that adults have the most problem with in these high conflict situations is, is understanding the child's perspective. Because when you are leaving a relationship, no matter how long you've been with that person, um, you may move on to another relationship that is actually more significant to you than the one you left. I mean, you may, you know, you're 35, you get divorced. You may, the next person that you um, marry may be the person that you stay married to for 30 years, Right. you know. However, and so that may be your most significant relationship. What pe- what parents fail to understand is that's never going to be true for the child. Yeah. Their their mother is their mother. Their father is their father. There's only one of those. We can have, you know, we can have great extended families, we can have wonderful step-parents. Step-parenting is one of the hardest jobs in the world and I have great respect for people who do that. But step-parents cannot eclipse biological parents. They can be different and they can be, and and you know, and a lot of times we get caught up on some of the resentments of being a step parent. Well, I'm the one doing all the work, and you know, mom still, still gets to be in the yeah, still not dad, still not, still, right, not mom. still not mom. Um, and that is not the child's fault. Right. So the children should not be expected to give up their primary family just because you've decided to move on to another spouse, or because even even if this was a horrible, terrible father or mother, granted. We don't love our mothers and fathers based on their merit as parents. I don't think about my mom and think, "Oh, hmm, I love her based on how she scored, you know." Right. On, you keep it, uh, yeah, keeping a talent. <laughs> no, no, we, that's not what. That's not why it's we love. Mom. Yeah, exactly. You love them based on the fact that that's your mother or that's your father. Um, so they may be the worst parent in the world, granted, but that child still needs them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. on
1: some level in their life. They and don't need to have to give that person up. And I think that's something that adults just simply can't get their heads around a lot of times because I hear this all the time. Well, he's a terrible. He's a terrible father. He's a terrible mother. You need to just you need to just leave them behind. Nobody leaves their mother or their father behind right. without some major psychological scars.
0: Well, and then you see like there's there's situations uh, that I'm familiar with where you know, maybe a a parent is not treating a child well, maybe withholding that child from other family, things like that. And, you know, you you hear people say, well, one day that kid will realize it and they'll, you know, they'll, they'll come around, but it's still going to be their, their mom or their dad.
1: Yes. So maybe
0: they'll realize it, but that doesn't Mm -hmm. mean that they're going to suddenly like, Hey, you did this and I don't want to talk to you. You know,
1: no, that that, adult our human relationships are just not that cut and dry. And, and you know, I think in the modern world, you know, uh, we we have this tendency to, to sort of think that human feelings and human um, emotions follow a societal trends. They don't. Um, we can, all families are good families and it's not to say that blended families aren't great and, you know, that single parents aren't great. However, we cannot leave behind the basic tenet of human attachment and that is mothers and fathers. Those are your most primary relationships. And there is never a day in your life when you don't care where your mother is or where your father is or if they're okay. And that certainly is not when you're seven or three or 15. Right. Um, the kids in our program range in age from babies all the way up to teenagers. And even though they only see their, and, and some of our older kids acknowledge you know that their parent is not the greatest sure you know that they don't want to live with that person they don't want to necessarily be alone with that person however they do want to know where that where their mother is or where their father is and they do want enough contact so that they don't have to worry about them isn't that fascinating it really it, it well it i'm always very gratified really when i see the end result of all this which is when you know after we get through all of the intake work and all of the assessments which can be ruling because these folks are mad and they're in they're in all sorts of emotional turmoil and so you know that sort of gets all over you when you're dealing with them um but then when that's all done and we've carved out this space and this kiddo hits the it's this door right here for the first time and goes running down that hallway where's my mom where's my mom where's my dad where's my dad and you see it's like a magnet and they they come back and you just and at that Not point, at that point, you're you're done with all the social science. You're done with all the all the theories and all the blah. Right there, what you are seeing is nothing but human nature yeah. taking hold. And that is, without a doubt, the Thank most you. gratifying um, thing in the world because it, it just it just every single time it happens. First of all, it gives chills and. And it, it happens to a, to a point where at some point the entire, every person on this staff is like, you know, trying to, you know, having to, you just said it and I'm already a little bit. Yeah. Yeah. It's having to tear up because it's, it is just amazing. Um, when you clear out all the smoke basically and you give that relationship, the opportunity to just be what it is. It's amazing to watch what happens between a child and a parent. I bet. It's it's the reason we do this.
0: <laughs> so what's what's next for Kamari House? You you talked about a little bit of expansion.
1: We are. We'd like to expand our footprint here on uh, North Spring Street. Um, what we know is that we um, we have a lot of expertise on our staff um, about what's good for children, about um, how children sort of need to be um, need to uh, move in the world, and so we have a couple of new programs that are are in their in their very beginning stages. Um, we're working with two therapists here in Murfreesboro, Josh Chestnut and Krista Juno. And Josh has developed a protocol for a group for um, tweens and teens. There's there are so few programs out there in the community for kids of this age. Um, we all love little ones, and they're a joy to work with. And but they're it, cute. And they're cute. And they don't and smell they, bad. Oh, and they and they don't curse you. They don't curse you typically. Um, right. But. Teens and tweens have needs as well. So Josh Chestnut has adopted a protocol from a West Coast um, practice out in Seattle around tabletop gaming. So this is for children who have spectrum issues, for children who have social adjustment, basically having trouble, you know, with peers or with uh, getting along with family, which describes just about every teenager,
0: <laughs> tween I know. Um, Not me. I was a perfect. Oh child. yeah, me
1: too. I was fabulous. Um, but. <laughs> Um, so this this group is, is uh, uh, facilitated by two licensed therapists. So you're in the room with this incredible expertise. But the beautiful thing about it um, is it addresses one of the basic problems of, of doing work with teens and tweens, which is they don't want to do anything with it. adults. They, they don't pay any attention to adults. They, they already know to, everything. They, yeah, and they want to be with other teens and tweens. They don't want to listen to adults about anything. So this protocol engages these kiddos in a tabletop game, which is kind of like a fantasy game. Uh, what what people of my age would acquaint with something like Dungeons and Dragons or something sure. like that. It's a new, uh, something that's totally not that dated. Um, but People still play that, by the uh, way. Well, good, I'm glad to know <laughs> that. But for 10 weeks, you engage with these two therapists in this alternate universe, basically. And you have a character who goes through all these adventures, and you get to practice the skills that you're lacking in your real life. Oh, wow. you, inv- you sort of invest your character with all the things that you sort of, you know.
0: It's almost, it's a different variation on just the whole daily affirmations kind of thing. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. I- basically, yeah, right? I mean,
1: yes, you're practicing, doing, you know, being more social, being uh,
0: less abrasive, less abrasive
1: being more agreeable and respectful to your peers, whatever it is yeah. that you're struggling with. And Josh is doing the assessment work with the parents and the children before the group. And kids so are
0: doing it. They love it. They love it.
1: Love it. Really? They love it. Um, and uh, what we're the feedback that we're getting from parents is, is it's working like nothing else has ever worked that they've tried because again, the engagement level is there
0: and there's multiple kids,
1: multiple kids. So, yes. So they then have, they have a, a universe. Yes. Yeah, they they're there. And every week there's new challenges in the universe. And then, and then Josh will communicate with the parents to say, here's what we did in, you know, alternate universe land today talk with your kids about this you know and so he's, he's giving feedback like that and so this this group is just amazing so we're we're, uh, we're just ne- nearing the end of our first 10-week group. We'll start another one around the first end of this year, the first of next year. So anybody who's interested in group work for teens and tweens, this group is performing better than anything I've ever seen. And there's n- nobody else in this area is doing this protocol that Josh has. Yeah. It's called All at the Table. And so it's um, – Literally, that's how they do it. They're all at a table and they're playing this game and it's fabulous. Um, Also, we have this wonderful facility here that's so developmentally appropriate for children. We know how to engage children of different ages because that's what we do in supervised visitation. So um, we also are thinking about kids after school. Um, This is a wonderful environment for children to do homework help and to do a little enrichment after school. We have uh, two licensed teachers who are already on our staff, um, who help with our supervised visitation program? Um, campus school is right down the street, um, and so we're thinking about—we're um, in the beginning stages, doing some needs assessments, basically right now around an after-school program.
0: Just open to whomever, or well,
1: open to whom? Absolutely open to whomever. We may be focusing on campus schools simply because they're our most—they're our nearest neighbor—and um, also. Oh, McFadden's. Uh, Right. Also. So we might, yeah, yeah, um, focus on both of those. And, and we also want to really, again, not make it exclusive to spectrum kids and kids that have um, sensory and attention deficit and those kinds of things. But our facility is so quiet and so, um, you know, old houses have small rooms and um, we really do have an environment that is really, really tailored for, Sensory issues and those kinds of things, and so we're we're thinking about just focusing on specializing, specializing, yes, sure. in enrichment in and in homework help and just a much. Uh, well, there's nothing wrong with big noisy after school programs. A lot of children do great in those and they thrive in them. But a lot of kids A lot of kids cannot, fold. especially kiddos that have some attention deficits who have some spectrum issues where those sensory issues are just huge, sound, light, noise, I mean, just the the motion of so many other children. This would be a much more sort of calm down after school rather yeah. than a, you know, rather than a, a hype up after school. And so Um, uh, we're really in a unique position to provide that here, um, in this facility and with the staff that we have, we would love to do some enrichment activities, uh, in addition to homework help and things like that. So again, we're in the needs assessment, um, stage right now, where we're talking to our stakeholders like the campus school and, um, and people, um, people out in the community to say, what do you think, you know, what do you think the need is here? But we're pretty certain that, um, with the exploding population here, there's,
0: a, there's absolutely in Murfreesboro.
1: There is, I think, a need for some more specialized um, care for, especially for for some of our kiddos who simply don't do well in right. um, these larger, busier, more kinetic environments.
0: Well, we are almost at thirty minutes. you right. believe that.
1: Okay. Um,
0: what? Uh, how? How can someone that's watching this video? We've had we've had lots of people watching already. Yeah. Uh, Rod Key do you know Rod by I the way? coach key he's a, he's a pretty fantastic guy. I coached his son in wrestling over at Blackman and uh, he does uh, physical training and things like that now he's he's pretty amazing anyway, he says uh, thanks for what you're doing oh, um, but it's our pleasure. Uh, how can someone um, that's moved that, that mm-hmm. you know maybe they're just now finding out about Kamari House yep. how can someone just out in the public help?
1: We have lots and lots of ways um, for help, and we rely on. We rely on that help tremendously. Um, one of the things that uh, that we have that's readily available for anybody to just jump on board and start helping with, we have an event committee that is absolutely amazing. Um, we've we've been on a roll for the last couple of months. We've been doing events just practically every other week. Um, but anybody can join up with our event committee if you're the type of person who likes to plan parties and who likes to you know get out and, and do those kinds of things. Um, you can. Uh, we in fact we have. Uh, Jennifer Bass has a Facebook page called the volunteer interest committee or, or nice. volunteer interest page or something like that. Um, so we can, uh, you can always, uh, and all you really have to do is just like that page and uh, you'll get constant. Yep. Just jump in. Yep, just yep. Jump in. She'll, okay. She puts constant needs there. Um, also we rely on folks here in this, this is a, this is a big old house, almost 3000 square feet of house here. Um, and we need volunteers. We use volunteers for everything from, We'll be leaf raking sure. um, here pretty scraping soon. Paint. Yeah, scraping yep. paint. Yes, scraping paint. Facilities management. We have anywhere from 25 to 30 families coming in and out of this house every two weeks. Oh, wow. Imagine what your house would look like if 25 <laughs> to 30 families were with Sometimes kids, it feels like that. Yeah, but... with kids coming in and playing hard. Yeah, I mean, yeah. and, and, you know, so we, we always need volunteers who just want to come in and, you know, help us spiff up. Help us ship sure. up the building. Um,
0: Tighten up the cabinet door. Exactly. Or yep. Oh, yeah. We
1: had somebody yeah fixing doorknobs this, this past weekend. Um, uh-huh. um, so there's facility stuff. There's also, um, for people who really want to get involved with kids, we have an extensive training program for people who can actually get involved with our families. And but that's actually, a
0: pretty big commitment. It is a
1: pretty big commitment. It's sort of on par with being a CASA you know, volunteer. You mm-hmm. have to go through um, weeks of training um, and shadowing our, our staff and then... And background checks, of course, of course. all that. Um, and, and then, though, you would have the opportunity to actually interact with some of our with some of our families while they're doing their visits. So, mm-hmm. everything from event planning to yard work and housework to working with our families, and of course, if you just want to pick up some stuff at Kroger um, or donate some paper towels. We, you can imagine again, what you would use in your house if you had 25 to 30 families coming in and out would be paper towels, toilet paper, cleaning products, um, little individualized snacks and baby waters and things like that. We're always, um, always on our wish list, and we have a big front porch here on North Springs. Where you can just come and yeah, you, know, you can just come and leave it. If you need a receipt, leave me a sticky note that says email my receipt. Um, right. Yeah. And, and of um,
0: course, monetary donations are welcome. Of as well. course,
1: we're always, um, on our Facebook, on our um, Facebook page, there's always a donate button and our uh, website is www.kamarihouse.org. Um, there's lots more information about the agency and always an opportunity to, uh, yes, hit the donate button on, on that page For as sure. well. We're always, always, um, very heavily reliant on fundraising and donations because these services are very expensive to deliver on, oh, on par with uh 13 very good staff members. Yes. And... On par with very good therapy, which is in excess of a hundred dollars an hour, mm-hmm. but families cannot afford to pay those, those sure. costs. And our, our uh, philosophy since day one has been that we never turn anybody away due to an inability to pay. So it's incumbent upon us to do a lot of other work um, in support of that work. So yeah. all of those donations, all of those volunteers, help us keep this program open to children who might otherwise not have access to um, services at this level and might be put at risk.
0: Wow. All right. Last thing. What is the next event? You said there's been one every other week. Oh my
1: gosh. Well, we'll we'll have a holiday open house on November 30th, which is just a great time for people to just, if you, it's drop in. in Yeah. Five to eight, drop in Look around, shake hands with somebody or don't just drop in look around. Write a check. Yeah, write a check. Yes. <laughs> I, I'm yes. I'm okay asking for that, Serious. by the way. Right, so, yeah, write, a, write check. a check. Anytime you want to write a check, <laughs> that's great. Um uh, but the holiday open house will be November 30th. But our big event um that is coming up in February is the Battle of the Brews. We have that every year. Um it's been at the Grove um last year and we'll be at the Grove again. It is literally a contest. Um the brewers enter. We'll have 11 or 12, I think, this year. They enter a...
0: Commercial brewers or um, it, this brewers? is
1: This is typically home brewers. So mid,
0: mid-state, uh,
1: mid-state brew crew. Panther Creek won last year. Yep. Smack Dab will be there. The MTSU yep. um, group... Steel Barrel? Uh, yes, Steel Barrel will be there. They were there last year. It's typically craft, yes.
0: So you're speaking my language right oh, now. Oh, listen,
1: and it is so good. <laughs> so they entered their best... That's another thing. They enter their best beer, the one that they this think for This is February 9th. All right. They I've enter their best sure beer, and then you get an armband when you come in, and you sample all the beer, and you listen to the band, and we have a silent auction, and it's a really fun laid-back night. And then at the end of the night, it's like The Bachelor. You give your armband to the to – the,
0: No way. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. You give your
1: armband to the one you like. And the one with the most armbands at the end of the night, it's a pretty simple deal.
0: Oh, I love it. It's
1: our big boot, which is a big glass boot, uh, yeah, uh, as a trophy. And so Do you have yeah. to,
0: like, look dreamy in their eyes? They prefer
1: that. They want you to, <laughs> but, you know.
0: Oh, I love that. That's <laughs> yeah, the Panther
1: mean. Creek guys won last year, and so they'll be out there defending their title. But it's its a super laid-back time. going to be? Um, that's it. It's at the Grove
0: this year yep. or mm-hmm. next year. Yes. Whatever. And it's,
1: it's actually only three weeks or three months from now. So yeah, that's great. Huh? Yeah. The fact that February is three months from now is very crazy, but yeah, we're selling tickets for that now. And of course, recruiting sponsors always outstanding. Um, yeah.
0: Very good. All right. Well, thank you so much. It was a pleasure to meet you. Thank you for the coffee. It was delicious, by the way, whatever that was. Hey,
1: listen, uh, again, donations. (laughs) Somebody donated a super fancy uh, coffee machine, and we're like, hey. Well,
0: they did it. Whoever you are, thank you. (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) So this is Jonathan Harmon with Jay Harmon Home Team uh, with my new friend Tanya Hobbs over at uh, the Kamari House. Uh, If you have anything that you would like to ask, please put it in the comments, and I'm sure we can get that that answered. And then otherwise... uh, Write a check. So they need your help. Thank you. Thank you very much. See ya.